To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. This episode is a is a kind of a whodunit, real life detective story. Super excited. Ooh. Kind of aren't all of our like a lot of our cases whodunits though. Um no, this is like <laughs> whodunit with Sherlock Holmes style clues. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like cryptic notes and stuff. Like the cryptic clues that we used to get about making custom cocktails. Like where are we going? Who are we killing? Yeah, stuff like that. Do you wanna throw something out there? No, not not yet. But okay. then I have I'm doing actually two cases simultaneously. Both of them. That's going to get confusing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're going to do those for our, our, our top tier Talkos Primos, which is all you guys, I'm pretty sure, right after this. So stay tuned. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. This is Talk More to Me podcast. We live stream every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This obviously is not Saturday. This is uh, one of those times where we're, you know, a day late. But if you like this. It's my fault. Yeah. It's fine. If you like this, you can follow us on any podcasting app, Talk Murder to Me. And I also did a, a YouTube interview with a another podcast that's on uh, talkmurder.com. That's the first post on there if you want to check that out. And if, if you like um, narration, true crime, then check out our sister podcast, Among the Dirt and Trees. And if you like this, then support us, patreon.com slash talkmurder. I think that's it. So that's my plug. And I have some interesting plugs. Plugs. <laughs> I feel like you're pulling the plug too hard if it's making a popping noise. Was it? Yeah. Were you pulling the plug or were you putting the plug in? Either way, there should be no pop. That means yeah. there's a spark. I've been electrocuted like that before. She has. She stuck a thing in and <laughs> I out. I remember. This was like two years ago. I'm like, Ari, what are you like seven? <laughs> you stuck a fork in the the outlet. I didn't. It was my finger. I okay. wanted to see what it would do. And it was a light switch box. Okay. <laughs> It didn't seem dangerous at the time. Okay, apparently. it was actually a screwdriver. Now, I think. oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god, that's worse. Okay, hang on. We do have a taco supremo to welcome this week. Um, Jennifer. Hello. Hello, namesake. Jennifer. Next on our surprise shot list is Frisk. Frisk. Frisky. Frisky frisk, business. Frisk. 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 Yes. I forget what nickname she told us to use, so. All right, well, thank you, Frisk, and thank you, Jennifer. I picked this out, so. This is a homegrown shot. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are, cause they're a surprise. So this is for... Frisk. Frisk, frisk, frisk. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Oh, you didn't even finish it. Yes, I did. No. Okay, there's a little bit left. (laughs) I don't want to hear it, Jen. I didn't say anything. Remember two weeks ago, you were late. He was a big old baby when it comes to surprise shots. Gross. What was that? You want to take a guess? No, Mm. not really. Some type of like, is it like grape? It was actually gin. Gin. Yeah. Kind of gin. I forget. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was thinking about making a Thanksgiving themed cocktail, but I wasn't sure if you're going to be drinking today because it was Sunday. Let me tell you, I'm struggling with my diet this weekend, but that's okay because you're allowed to, you know. Tomorrow's a new day. It is a new day. So yes, maybe for the next episode, we can have a Thanksgiving cocktail. Okay. Heather had sent me a recipe. So is this the Thanksgiving episode or the next one's the Thanksgiving episode? The next one right after 
after this is is basically like you know Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, all right. So we'll I'll do the cocktail for the next one. Does that mean a cannibal case? <laughs> because like I've also been doing a lot of cannibal cases. So this one here is actually pretty fun. Not fun, but I don't know if we can classify cannibalism as fun. No, this one's not cannibalism. Oh, like I said, I've been doing a lot of cannibal stories. We did the Albert Fentress story, and he was a cannibal. And basically, I need to to uh, clear my my search history because I've been getting a lot of cannibal cases. <laughs> I'm actually got two more in the works. This is Cleared the same cookies. This is the same way that you you kept getting all the all the Canadian cases when yes, we first started. That's right. Yeah. But I found this one and this one is not a cannibal case and it is more of a who done it. So it's not going to be gruesome, but I am going to need everyone's help to try to figure out who done it. And if you know this case, which you probably don't, then, you know, please don't spoil it. But yeah, let's get started. I love who done it. Like I love mysteries. That's one of my favorite genres. But I really do like thrillers, not like and I've been more okay with horror. I feel like maybe I'm growing up. I don't know. But thrillers are my thing. I really like like, suspenseful stuff. Yeah. All right. Tonight, we're going to December 6th, 1983. I wish I could claim this next line, but fortunately, I can't. I'm actually pulling it from the Miami Herald. But it says, quote, it began like many South Florida murders. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It was like... Is someone eating someone's face? <laughs> no, this is 1983. So is this like gang related? Is it drug related? This story, like I said, we're going to South Florida, December 6th, 1983. And we're covering the Liquid Matthew murder. Liquid. The Liquid Matthew. Like Alex Mack? Oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. Yes. What? Alex Mack? Was it the secret life of Alex yeah. Mack? The liquid Matthew murder. She turned into like a Capri Sun person. What do you, yeah. th- what do you think like of that? She turned Jen? into like a pile of goop and she could like move around. Go under, under doorways. And she like solved mysteries. The liquid Matthew murder. What do you think of that, Jen? I don't know what to think. It sounds Damn like- it. Say your thing, Jen. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Shit. Well, that didn't work. Well, you can- <laughs> my catchphrase is not something that you have. You can tell me what I can and cannot like. I have to respond organically to something. I uh, haven't been saying it that much lately, I guess. The liquid Matthew case. I don't like that. But now you're just forcing it. But does that not sound like crazy? Like, what are we talking about here? Someone being liquefied? Putting to a juicer. (laughs) (laughs) It began like many South Florida murders. Two joggers out for exercise. This is the early morning. The fresh air mixed with that sweet smell of human decomposition. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Do not. Do not like that. These two joggers were out for exercise and they pass an alley and they they smell the the strong scent of decaying human coming from the alley so they contact the police and police come out there and they do find a body there is a body found and it is in the alley and it has been there 
probably a day already. All right. The man was strangled and beaten severely, and he was dead. Mm. It was a male. Now, let's be honest here. Just like the, the beginning, it began like all South Florida murders. No one cares. It's another body. Like, they find these bodies every freaking day dead. This case would not even blip the radar. No one would ever cover it. It would never be heard from again at all. No one cares. However, there was a note found, not with the body, but about 15 feet away from the body. This note was taped to a sign that said no dumping, which is, I think there's a sign at your house that says that. Wait, that's stupid. You were trying to make it work. It didn't work. <laughs> this note was in a, in a sandwich bag and it was taped, which is a good thing because it was pouring that day. So the note was safe because it was in this plastic bag. And does anyone want to take a guess of what the note said? No. I'm sorry. Here's the body. Love the perpetrator. All right. <laughs> Verbatim. Yeah, All right. Exactly. I need I need to get this off my chest right now because I don't want to be made fun of. But the note was actually a certain way of putting together sentences that rhyme. It's a poem. A, a, no, poem, a, poem. a poem. Poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the note was a poem and (laughs) (laughs) so close, which makes this case extremely interested. Was it a haiku? I was just going to ask. Or was it rhyming? Like, are we talking sonnet? Well, you're about to read it. In Shakespearean um, uh, um, stanzas? No, pentameter. 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 All right. So this is what the first poem said. (laughs) I remember it from my freshman year English class. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the first note said. And if you want to read this in a quiz. Once you're back on the track, you'll travel in night. So prepare your old self for a terrible fright. Now the motive is clear and the victim is too. You've got all the answers. Just follow the clues. Oh, is that yeah. from something or is this, is this no, an original? No, this person must, I wonder how long it took this, this person to write that. Like if, they, I wonder if they wrote it before they, they, they did the, the crime or after and they were like, well, shit, like now I need to make this a mystery so they don't find <laughs> me. And yeah. it's kind of like reminds me of the clues found in Gone Girl. Mm, I never finished that movie. I do it's know like that- an hour and a half. Well, how could you not finish it? <laughs> I probably she fell, fell asleep. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I do been- not know, Jen. <laughs> it's like I've been watching like, the show that I was talking about. I've been watching Manifest and I was on episode eight the other night and I laid down. I was laying down watching. It was after the Celtics game. And then like I woke up and it was one thirty in the morning. It was like three or four episodes ahead of time. And I was like, shoot. And then last night I, I got home and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to finish. And I like rewind, rewound it and <laughs> Episode eight again, where I left same off, and, and then I woke up at one thirty. <laughs> it's the same thing. I finally finished the episode. Um, also, that is a great show if you haven't watched it. Manifest. Are you like advertising for this? Are they making you money? No, but I'm just informing the people of what they want to know, what shows to watch. They should just be listening to our podcast twenty four seven. It's a different medium. Once we get a television show, I will not be advertising for TV shows. And once uh, we're movie stars, I won't be advertising any movies either. Thanks. Fair, fair. Once you're back on the track, you'll travel in night. So prepare your old self for a terrible fright. Now the motive is clear and the victim is too. You've got all the answers. Just follow the clues. And then David Pumpkins jumps out of an elevator and is dancing with his skeletons. I mean, this is... <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. This is crazy. I mean, you think of... Like 
like the Zodiac Killer with all those symbols and stuff. Yeah. But this, I don't know. This is something crazy. What do you guys think? So it tell. I, I think this this tries to say the killer is an intellectual, smart, and educated. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I think I could write something better than that. But that, like, you right, it to says, put that much. This is planned. Mm-hmm. So here's a keyword: prepare your old self. Old uh. self. The motive is clear. Now, now the they, motive is. I thought it said the victim. <clears throat> oh, motive is clear, and the victim is too. Yeah, motive is clear, and the victim is too. They find the body, and it takes a few days to identify who it is. But so maybe the victim wasn't so clear. Is it water? I mean, technically, it was like in the alley and it was raining, so it kind of water. All right. Anyway, let's let's move on. You guys put your theories in the box. The detective said, and this is Sergeant Walter Philbrick, who was in charge of the investigation. In a homicide investigation, you have to follow all your leads. And I feel like he said that like at the bar, smoking a cigarette and ashing it out in the tray. Like, motherfucker. Well, in this line of work, you got to follow all your leads. Is this a joint? This guy, Sergeant Walter Philbrick, hands this note to his rookie because his rookie on his spare time does all the puzzles, the the, the dailies, Crossword, crosswords, trying to figure out the Zodiac. In fact, that's the reason this guy, which his name is Dave Miller, Sergeant Dave Miller. That is the reason he became a de- detective is because he's so good at solving these. So luckily, and probably not for the killer, but luckily for everyone else, this guy, Sergeant David Miller, was so astute at solving these riddles. A, quote, rookie homicide detective who developed a love for mystery games when he was just a kid. Like Clue? Yes. Now, this might be hard to solve for you guys, okay? But, and you probably could if you, like, were on Google Earth, but a lot of this is, like, locational clues, right? Mm. But it took him about one one hour to solve this riddle and it led him and his team to an intersection. And I looked up the intersection and this is it right here. So this is South Florida right here. It led them to Northwest 103rd Street and Okeechobee Road right here at this. This is West Okeechobee Road and... Looks like a busy area. Mm-hmm. Well, Miami is like busy anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is 103rd Street. Anyway, so around this place right here, where you're looking at right here, where it kind of intersects, there was a speed limit sign. Mm-hmm. And so with that, with that note, that first note, he found this intersection. And you know how he knows that it was the correct, Mm-mm. the correct guess? Because there was another note. Oh, <laughs> Of course there will. I'm actually not surprised by this. <laughs> uh, all right. What there did was, the note say? Well, I'm going to tell you, Jen. Taped to the back of a speed sign was another note. And this one is more cryptic than the last, I will say. So if you want to uh, read this, Nequiz, and I'm putting it on the screen for you guys to read as well. Yes, Matthew is dead, but his body not felt. Those brains were not Matt's because his body did melt. The liquid Matthew case. Right? For Billy (laughs) for Billy threw Matt in some hot boiling oil to confuse the police for the mystery they did toil. 
Here's where Billy dumped oil from the drum and poured liquid Matthew every drop till it's done. Now Bill, it is said, never winced at this once, but pleasurely filled the canal with the dunce. So whose body was it that they found Who's before? Who's Billy? I, what? Okay. So that would lead me to think that the person <laughs> that they found was not Matthew, but they he melted in a vat of oil and was dumped into the canal. So that would mean that there were two people, two victims, unless it was Billy that they found. And this person was like like a vigilante killer because Vi- Billy killed Matthew and then he killed Billy. All right. So is that what you're going with, Jen? Billy killed Matthew and Matthew killed B- Billy? No, but, I, you know, it's just a guess. Okay. Why? Is it right? Because if it's right, then, yeah, that's what I'm going with. It's not. No. Oh. But, yeah. It's, it's good that, you know, these detectives, you know, are, are on the are, case and are not, not me. you. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to say something like that. <laughs> All right. You know, I don't think that I would be a bad detective. Well, I, don't I don't think, think you'd be saying a, you were. I don't you think you'd be. be a good detective either. You know. Well, listen. So when I took one, I <laughs> you'd was... be like on the the fence, like ah, she ah, she good, I guess. But uh, she, she'd have desk duty every oh, four shit. weeks. Sorry, I wouldn't even. Where's you at? There you are. It's fine. <laughs> they don't need to see me. They can just hear my voice and know that I'm there. I'll be there anyway. Um, no, when I was in college, my, I was senior year and I took a career assessment and I was meeting with the, um, the dean of the career center at this, co- at the college. Um, she helped me go over the results and said that I would be best suited for either a school counselor or a police officer. So maybe I would be a good detective, John. Maybe. Yeah, you'd be a great uh, traffic cop. So this case, this case right off the bat from the detectives, because they actually put this, as you read in the newspaper, that one you just read was a day after the murder. They went to the newspaper because they're like, okay, yeah, we can solve it. But, you know, this is South Florida, so we got shit to do we got a lot more bodies to sort through can anyone help us with this more importantly if you know who did it just come forward and tell us but the case became known as the liquid matthew case for billy threw matt in some boiling oil to confuse the police for the mystery they did toil i feel like we could have come better prepared for props in this case one of us could have worn a monocle <laughs> the other could have worn a like handlebar mustache and then the other one could have gotten worn, a like, fake pipe uh, yeah, smoke. pipe or like the the hat that Sherlock Holmes would Next, wear. Next, I'm gonna get fake cigarettes that for us to smoke throughout oh, the, the whole ch- episode. Oh, what about the chocolate ones? Just get the real chocolate ones. Yeah. Do they still make those for kids anymore? I don't remember chocolate cigarettes. I remember chalk cigarettes. Yeah. Or like chocolate cigars? No, I'm talking about like the ones that are just plain like chalk, not like chalk chalk, chalk but candy chalk. Candy chalk? Yeah. I don't know candy were, chalk. were you eating the chalk like on the blackboard? <laughs> it's not edible. No. <laughs> no. They were they were like in Fred Flintstone cigarette cases. That's why I they don't remember those. You know, that's why the they put those cigars. those labels on things, Jen, mm. for people like you. Like, remember, I couldn't read for a long time. Here is where Billy dumped oil from the drum and poured liquid Matthew. Every drop till it's done. Okay, well, I'm gonna read you what Sable said. It sounds like the Italian soap maker when she made the soap out of her cup. Customers, but instead mm. of making soap, the killer poured sludge down the canal. Oh, yeah. I, well, which I was responding, I loved that case. Well, that was you, a good one. And oh, then yeah, Brittany, what was the name? Uh, the soap maker mm-hmm. of Seville. Carav- what was Caravaggio. Her, so that was her name, the soap maker? Yep. And then Brittany said that she knows what I'm talking about like, in the candy cigarette. She got... She gave birth and, oh, what do you want to name it? Um, the soap maker? Leonardo she Gianculi. Ha- Gianculi? <laughs> Gianculi. Isn't that her name? No. Gianculi? No. 
What was her name? Corleago. 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 Brittany, they also used to come in the the <laughs> stocking stuffers, the the, the little Who's candy. Boopa de Beepo. Leonardo Boopa de Beepo. There's a couple new Italian restaurants in my town that I really want to try. All right, all right, we got to get on. But right. you guys don't remember uh, those Jan, stockings with the candy that had the Fred Flintstone candy chalk cigarettes? All right, Not so those. this became known as the liquid Matthew case. Here is where Billy dumped oil from the drum and poured liquid Matthew every drop till it's done. So Detective Miller had another hunch. It took him to the Palmetto Hospital. Oh, the Palmetto Hospital. In Florida. What? Well, we're the Palmetto State, so. All right. It took him to the Palmetto General Hospital in Florida, Jen. And well, I'm not saying that it was here. I'm just saying it was reminiscent of here. So how he figured this out. I mean, I, I obviously have figured this out within, you know, seconds. But I, I, I get if you guys don't want to try to figure this out and how it how it uh, led him to the Palmetto General Hospital. But here is where it led him. And it actually led him to a canal, which I'm believing is this thing. Mm-hmm. And how do you know or how do you think he knew that he was in the right place? There was another note, a drum of oil. As they walked along the canal bank, the detective spotted an oil slick from a drum of oil. Yes. And inside the oil slick was a bone. Ooh. Quote, the length of a pencil, end quote, floating in the oil. Is that a foot bone, maybe? At this canal, there was a bone mm -hmm. floating in oil. Right. But around, probably a couple blocks away, taped to another sign. So he was in the right place. Okay, so they found the, the was oil another first, sign. And then yes. they found the sign. Yes. However, so the sign was not with the oil. No, it was, I think it was like a couple blocks away or something. Okay. But the the note talked about Ted stalking Sue. They, they That's the only thing they released on the note, Ted stalking Sue. I think they want to keep it in case someone comes forward and has information about that that isn't public. That note was found at uh, 16th Avenue and 39th Street. And that note was actually taped under a park bench. So hmm. Miller. How does this how does this poet figure out the best place to put these notes that the police will find them? I don't know, Jen. Like, because what are the chances that you find something half a mile away, a body or oil, a bone half a mile away, and then like the detective decides he's going to go on a walk in the park and sits on that exact park bench and is like, oh my God, a note. Well, they were actively looking for something. Yeah. Think about it. So they were probably combing the area. The, the, apparently. And the, looking by the uh, canals. Uh, Maybe I wouldn't be a good detective. No, <laughs> apparently the note with the oil and stuff. Put some right where this note would be at the park bench. I'm telling you, these these clues are locational. You're not going to know it unless you live in the zombie land, Florida, right? Mm. Police printed these notes and put them in the newspapers, which you just read. And then they were basically asking for help. Can anyone solve this for us? Because we got to bring justice to this dead man. So where are you guys at right now? Because I will tell you, the one who wrote the letter walks into the police station. Is he a cop? <laughs> <laughs> so where are you guys at? Like, wh what do you think is going on? It's the rookie. <laughs> it's Ooh. me the whole time. <laughs> oh, I like that theory. That's a good one. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
because he likes solving puzzles and he like i don't know go on that's like me with with mo- like mystery movies when i figure out the answer before the end of the movie it's like i know what the answer is but i'm still gonna see how this plays out the man that walked in claims that he wrote the letter and he is a religious man a very religious man oh and he says yes i wrote this letter so why do you think he did it? Wrote the guilty? letter? Maybe he is the one who actually wrote the letter, but maybe he was being forced to physically write it and someone gave him the words to write. An evil voice told him to do this. God said that you needed to kill someone. But what about the Ma- the Matthew and was it Joe? Billy. 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 So is, is the guy Matthew? Is the guy Billy? I don't know. There All were right. two people. There was Matthew who was in the alley and Billy was in the oil. All right. So the man said, and he's real religious and said, listen, am I, you know, am I going to get in trouble for this? I think just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No. Why don't you come into this room and let's just talk. Well, I will say that he actually didn't get in trouble for it. Because? Because. You want to read that? Churches use clues to solve fake murders. They're fake? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? So you've been wasting our time? This isn't even a real murder. I'm no, done. This is no, no. The body is real. The body is real. What? However, and this body was found in December. However, on Halloween every year, okay, on Halloween, four churches get together and they do this uh, whodunit goblin and monster thing where they write these clues and put them all over Halea, Florida, and and then they solve these fake murders. However, coincidentally, the first note was only 15 feet away from the dead body. But like how, a real dead body. But this With the bone in the but, water real? But, but, yeah, it was an animal bone. But. <laughs> this is a very, very elaborate prank by a fucking church. No, 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 no. No, listen. No, but, no the, the body was found December 6th. So it was the, the body I'm was, so the body was killed December 5th. This was a Halloween thing the churches do every year. They just didn't go back and collect the notes. <laughs> so the body had nothing to do with the notes. No, nothing to do with it. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> now I don't know where this guy came from or what. So he didn't get in trouble because he said, you know, we were going to because this was Halloween two months before we were going to go collect the notes. But the next morning it was pouring out. So they they just forgot about them. So Very the only thing story. the only thing he would get in trouble for is littering and putting notes on you know places all around. So the, the dead body had nothing to do with it, and the bone and the bone in the drum had nothing. Like was that was, it was the an bone animal bone. part of the prank? It was just an, or was that just no? That was just it was just coincidence. Wow. <laughs> so all right, every year on Halloween. Four Miami-Dade churches participate in an elaborate monsters and oh goblins. God. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> we should do it. All right, all right, bad hold idea. On. Let's let's do our own. So every year on Halloween, four Miami-Dade churches participate in an elaborate monsters and goblins and cryptic clues. Quote, they make up clues to fictitious murders and the kids, their children, right? These are children solving these, Jen. <laughs> We still get it, but that's okay. (laughs) The kids get an initial set of clues that leads them to other clues. 
There were four church groups with four separate sets of clues to four separate sets of murders. These clues were left around North Dade County. On the night they did this, it was rainy and nasty, and they didn't get a chance to go out and retrieve all the notes and clues. It just so happened by an extreme coincidence that one happened to be placed so close to an actual murder scene. I have some questions. So <laughs> I need to know, was this like... like no, there, there still is someone dead. Okay, <laughs> but like, I, no, but I have a serious had, It was just bad note at the like the body was placed at the wrong place at the wrong time. Is this not crazy? It right. is crazy. Right. How many? I'm like having right. a hard time with this. How many people, and I, me included? How many people automatically think that there's a connection when you find the note? Uh, a bunch of people. Me. Everyone, right? Right. Who would ever think that a church would, uh, that these notes weren't connected? They would never have found out until they put it in the paper and this local pastor comes forward. And yeah, he didn't get in trouble <laughs> at all. <laughs> and they didn't even print his name because he felt so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, oh, now I have to, like, get my theory together. That's That sounds like a fun church to do such scavenger hunt. Was it, like, four of the same churches? Like, so, like... They would do it every year. I'm assuming they stopped after was this it, year. The, the churches were not released. They, they were not publicly released, the names of them. I mean, people who played every year, I'm sure, knew. Yeah, but... I'm wondering if it was, like, four of the same sect like like for example like we have the, like, yeah something. like we have a young adult group in the area and... now keep in mind that body wasn't there when they played this game you guys understand that right well, it, was imagine if it, just, was. He, it just was <laughs> like, no, it was wow. a lively prop for us i mean this notes this note was up for two months before that body was there and it was in a plastic bag, so it was preserved. So did they find, the, the, like, yes. what's the outcome of the actual person who died? <laughs> yes, as a... there was a body that was not fake. The police soon identified this body, Liquid Matthews' body, is what they called, you know, the case, as Francisco Patino Gutierrez. So initially, I was hoping you guys asked the ethnicity of the, the person, because this man was Colombian and he was a, a seaman. He basically immigrated from Colombia to Miami, if you want to say that. Not really, though, because him and another person aboard that boat, a cargo ship, the Panamanian cargo ship, the Nera, were traveling with large amounts of cocaine. Mm. And the detectives, the, the, before the murder of this man and the other man, the detectives got wind of a big drug shipment coming in and they busted the the boat and everyone you know the the people were arrested and then obviously the cartel doesn't like to give second chances so as soon as they get out they were whacked on the street and just dumped there the other man was found with a quote bullet riddled body and he was also found near a canal it was not the same canal but this case was an extreme coincidence and i thought it was really interesting i mean come on dude that yeah. is that not the coolest shit you've ever heard i'm mad that i wasted my time <laughs> you wasted trying to figure this out okay well the next case is uh you know cannibalism so i hope i didn't waste your time no you did you didn't and waste the turkey full. Yeah, you did not waste my time. The the people of Miami in 1983 wasted my time. But I am glad that you covered this story because it was it was They're a good very one. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good one. Yeah, very not really known case. Honestly, I you know when I was like doing my research on what cases to get, 
I always like something like if it says liquid Matthew, obviously you're going to click that. Yeah. And then I started reading and I was like, whoa, because I I went down the hole, too, because when I start a case, like I go back to the first time a newspaper article is printed Mm -hmm. and then I like work the case up from there. So I'm just like looking at Google Earth like what? And then I figured it out, you know, Wow, crazy. (laughs) I'm so mad. Wow. I... That is a twist. That's why the freaking notes have nothing to do. Like, they don't make sense. <laughs> but I, I also want to know what this fictitious murder was where this guy gets yeah, dumped in know. oil. This is a church writing. <laughs> I, I want to know the rest of the story. <laughs> like, where were the other notes? <laughs> like, who wrote this? And this is for kids? I know. And there were it's, poems, that's too. That's dark, yeah. man. Yeah. That is dark. Yeah. Stram goes, I thought churches usually just have Easter egg hunts. <laughs> WWJ done it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that case. I hope you guys enjoyed. The next case, we're doing a Thanksgiving case and sort of Thanksgiving I dinner. Love dinner case. Thanksgiving. And, and after that, we're. We're just doing another terrible story. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got to get off this cannibalism thing I'm on. But anyway. Yeah, you have been in- intrigued with the cannibalism most of late. Yeah. So anyway, if you like this and want to stay for that one, become a uh, Talko Supremo, top tier, patreon.com slash talk murder. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. This is Talk Murder Me podcast. You can find this on any podcasting app and be sure to subscribe. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. How was that? Was that- <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. It's, it, it's also infuriating, but I loved it. <laughs> We're like, there was nobody actually died. I mean,